There's more innovation in the Panasonic Lumix camera line. Welcome back to Textonation. I'm Fred Fishkin. Joining us from Panasonic is imaging specialist Sean Robinson, host of Lumix Live. Hi, Sean. How's it going? Long time no speak, Fred. It's been a little while. So what we're talking about today is something new, the Lumix G9 Mark II digital mirrorless micro four thirds camera. And you've got plenty that's new here. What are, what are some of the key features, Sean? Yeah, so the, the G9 Mark II is the kind of extension and follow-up of the S5 Mark II and the S5 Mark II X for us. Uh, and what that means is that we're bringing the, the headline feature of phase hybrid autofocus down into the Micro Four Thirds series with, uh, um, with this new camera. And uh, yeah, aside from the autofocus improvements, this system is really kind of our... Uh, our big development and push for the photography world from Lumix. Um, obviously, we're known very well as, you know, the video specific and, and video, you know, kind of focused brand with all of the major improvements that we've done. But we decided to go through the process with the G9 series in working in how to build a camera that still has the video functionality but is very photography focused in the front of mind. So from the chassis design for balancing with longer wildlife telephoto lenses to uh, thermal management, uh, even down into the sensor choice, the burst rates, the uh, obviously the autofocus enhancements like subject detections, uh, and, and just really kind of put it in a package that makes it a really comfortable, fun camera to shoot with that's going to be one of the most reliable cameras that you can really take out into the field with you. So yeah, we're, we're super excited about this one. I mean, you've really become legendary when it comes to video creation capabilities in the line. You, you have even some more of those capabilities here, but it's interesting that it's sort of going, going back again to the, I mean, the initial focus, if you will, uh, was certainly on photography more than videography. And then all the videographers discovered your equipment and said, Hey, this yeah. is terrific. Right. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's, it's funny. There was actually uh, Matt Fraser and I, uh, my counterpart here, we, we had a lot of conversations leading up to the launch and him and I both felt very strongly that the G9 Mark II really does give that, you know, kind of throwback to the GH2, which was, as you pointed out at that time, photography was the main focus. Video was, you know, kind of an upstart part of these cameras and the market found the video features and got really excited. And that's what helped propel that camera to its great success. And subsequently the GH series of cameras. And we got the exact same feeling when we started looking at everything that our engineers put into this camera, um, even though it was designed photography first, you know, even in all the, the concepts of where importance of features lie across the board on this. So yeah, we're, it's, 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 it's a really cool, fun, exciting period for us uh, in, in these cameras. Uh, you know, we finally made the transition to PDAF to phase hybrid autofocusing systems. And it, it appears that at least from all the information that I have access to, to sales and all that kind of stuff, that we're already on a, a, an awesome trajectory uh, for success within this camera, within the S5 platform. So um, yeah, uh, tech-wise, we can go into the tech of the camera um, to, to help inform 
the the listeners and viewers. Sorry for my dog. But um, the G9 Mark II, it, it's using the very similar sensor to what we used in the GH6. So it's 25.2 megapixels, but it's a totally reworked uh, sensor from the ground up. So hardware, software side that really brings its low light performance, its shadow recovery performance, its dynamic range capabilities uh, way forward from where the GH6 was while not having the penalties that you typically get when you go up in resolution in a given sensor size. So <clears throat> you've got 25 megapixel for standard shooting, uh, photo focus general concepts here. We've got up to 60 frames per second burst shooting on this camera and electronic wow. shutter. Yeah, like ridiculously fast. Um, there is also a modest 20, mega, uh, uh, 20 frames per second option for those that don't want to go through 60 frames per second of images to review if you got the shot. Um, but we also carried over a lot of the stuff that we've been doing in a lot of our cameras, like high resolution shot mode. So being able to take the 25 megapixel sensor, use the stabilization unit and move the sensor independently to up-res images. So we can do up to 100 megapixel handheld in this camera thanks to its stabilization unit. So one camera gives you an ultra high res tool as well as a standard res tool. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds when it comes to usability in the real world. Um, <clears throat> because like I said, we're focusing very heavily on the photography side, no pun intended, the Autofocus support side of it was also a key piece that we made sure to, to add a lot of improvements to. So now on the G9 Mark II, we have the ability to do human eye, face, uh, animal, bird, all the, all the normal tracking things that we've had. But we've set the system up in a little bit more of a, uh, I'd say, user-friendly or more approachable method by adding in animal eye detection now, which is a first in Lumix cameras for us, that allows you to draw a singular little box over the animal's eye for tracking. So it gives you that confidence that you know where the system is focusing. Uh, we've also added uh, automotive uh, tracking modes. So these are the detection uh, support pieces for autofocus. Um, one that I'm super excited about is the motorcycle tracking, since I love photographing and riding motorcycles. So it makes it super easy and approachable if you've never gone out and done that style of photography. You have tools now in the G9 Mark II that just help you get into that world without the frustration of, well, how do I frame? What focus mode do I need to be in? You just pick motorcycle, you pick car, you pick you know animal eye or body detection or human, and you let the camera do some of the heavy lifting for you. So as I said, Aside from that, it's still a fully featured video camera as well. Um, it's got open gate recording or full sensor area recording. So social media, multiple deliverables uh, from the video side, being able to send out a 16, 16 by nine video, but then also want to be able to deliver vertical for you, you know uh, uh, YouTube shorts, Instagram stories, TikTok, stuff like that. Um, we allow you to use the full vertical and horizontal width of the sensor for recording. Uh, and you get full PDAF control over that. You get all the subject detection there. Um, even down to, we can record to external SSDs. So for those that want to really max out the storage capacities that you can go with, 
um, we, we have that functionality built into our cameras as well. And a pretty cool partnership that we did with Condor Blue and SanDisk for a handle that mounts onto your camera that holds an SSD as well. So it also becomes a very utilitarian tool for it. Um, yeah, I could go on for hours about every little tiny little feature in this camera, but we're just so super excited about this and what it means for Lumix as a whole moving forward. And it looks, uh, I haven't had a chance to hold it yet, but uh, it looks like it's a substantial camera that, 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 feels good in the, in the hand. Like you've got, Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. We, we actually, um, this is actually one of the funny things, uh, about the, the introduction of the G9 Mark II is, you know, the, there is, there's a lot of the thought in, in the industry about how, you know, micro four thirds is supposed to be small. It's supposed to be tiny cameras. And there is a place for those like our G100 and things like that, that are designed to be ultra compact and travel ready and approachable. But when you start looking at like, you know, I want ultra telephoto lenses. I want to be able to, you know, put a monitor on this. If I'm in video recording, that kind of stuff, you start to actually see that ultra small compact cameras come with a lot of caveats, depending on the style of shooting that you're doing. So when our engineers came up and proposed the idea of the G9 Mark II, they actually surprised us and came out and utilized the exact chassis from the S5 Mark II and the Mark IIX. So I have an S5 Mark II uh, in my right hand, left screen, and a G9 Mark II on the other side, and they are identical chassis other than the sensor and the mount that's being used. So that actually gives us a nice benefit for multi-format users, people that are jumping back and forth where full frame has its advantages, micro four thirds has its advantages for longer reach. Now it's it's one system that you learn to use for muscle memory on where to, you know, where the buttons are laid out and how the menu system works. You're not having to, you know, think. I'm going from this camera to this camera. I have to remember that, you know, these buttons are here. It is the exact same chassis and design with one major caveat that the G9 Mark II is not an actively cooled camera. So there's no fan in the, the Peniprism area, like in the S5 II series. Um, that allowed us, and that was actual feedback from photographers that said, sure, even if the active cooling solution is the same weather resistance as a camera that doesn't have active cooling. There's still that psychological thing of, I have open vents on my camera that makes me nervous. So we took them out. Um, means you get a little bit more uh, limited in thermal recording time on the G9 Mark II from a video perspective. But in our surveys of photographers and, and casual videographers, the benefit of having things like better stabilization, the newer, faster sensor that we're using, the uh, perception of better weather resistance, even though it, they're the same between the cameras, outweighed full-blown unlimited recording for video side. So yeah, it's just such a fun camera to use. I'm so excited about it. Interesting. You know, there's so much competition these days from some great full-frame cameras, including... Uh yours that you just showed us a, a second ago and yeah. from some impressive capabilities in phones. So mm -hmm. where does this new camera, your personal perspective here, fit yeah. in? Who, who should buy this? So uh, 
anyone that's that's got a lot of experience creating, you know, photos and videos with your cell phones and things like that, there there's definitely an area there that of of convenience that is very hard to replace, right? We always have these things in our pockets for the most part, vast majority uh, of the world, and they do and a, a good enough job for some. But when you start advancing what you want to do, you start doing things like wildlife and sports photography. You start wanting to expand the quality of the content that you're creating, um, wanting to go for true shallow depth of field work. That's where interchangeable lens cameras really shine. Um, in respect to who I think would be like the G9 Mark II customer and, and user and photographer, videographer, it is truthfully people that have a passion for creating. Um, and, I, and I say that broadly because we're in a world where there's no such thing as just a photography camera and a you know, kind of video cinema hybrid format in this type of camera, you know, major cinema cameras, notwithstanding there. So anyone that has a passion that wants to create things, photo, video, whatever it is, these are the tools that truly help you immerse into that experience. You're going to get the advantage of much better optics than you can on cell phones Yes, digital processing and stuff like that is getting pretty good, but to truly discernible image creation, nothing replaces an optic that can get you true shallow depth of field. Um, you want fast burst rate, this is the camera to go to. Um, even the way I approach it, if I just want to have an everyday camera or everyday carry item with me that I can just throw in the saddlebag on my bike, throw in the, in the trunk of my car and passenger seat of my car. I'm going with one of these almost every single day. Yes, I'll have my phone, but that's why we also make direct compatibility to mobile devices for sending your raw files. You can send 4K video to your mobile phone as well. You can set up auto transfer. So you just have your phone in your pocket. You go snapping photos all day. And in the background, it's sending those photos to your phone. So... In the end, maybe we all spend a little less time like this on our phones and we're out there actually observing the world and capturing and experience things. And you still get the benefit of capturing the moment in photo and video. Just terrific. And you've added to the ecosystem of lenses as well for, for this camera. Yes, we have. Um, we added uh, two new lenses, uh, or realistically, they're the refreshes of lenses to bring them up to modern spec and design. That is our 100 to 400 millimeter. Uh, so this is a 200 to 800 millimeter field of view equivalent. So ultra telephoto, great for wildlife, birding, and sports. Um, and the big improvement on this over its counterpart is that the updated version is now compatible with our 2X teleconverter. So in your small kit uh, for micro four thirds, uh, you're now able to get out to a 1600 millimeter field of view optically, which wow. is again, that area where mobile devices just can't reach at this point without doing a ton of digital you know, magic. <laughs> this is how I like to put it. Um, we also refreshed our 35 to 100. So that's our, you know, kind of workhorse stable of 70 to 200 millimeter in the 35 millimeter field of view thinking. 
Um, that's just brought it up. It's under the Leica branding now. So that means that it, it adheres to Leica's uh, QC and their image quality. Uh, and then we re kind of introduced, because uh, we launched it earlier in the year, uh, the 12 to 35 f2.8 as well. So you now have a full set of Leica series from us in our 12 to 35, 35 to 100, and then now a 100 to 400. So yeah, it's it's a, a, a super exciting uh, set of lenses um, that just brings everything up to the modern spec for, you know, keeping up with the G9 Mark II. Tell us uh, what you can. I know it can vary from retailer to retailer, mm -hmm. roughly the pricing on the G9 Mark II. Yeah, so uh, G9 Mark II, uh, $19.99 US dollars. Um, obviously, as you said, varies retailer to retailer, varies globally. Um, so in the US, we're $19.99. Um, Pre-orders are active right now and actually should start shipping very, very shortly within the next couple of weeks uh, as of recording this. Very exciting. For more info, where do we go? You can take a look at the shop.panasonic.com website. Uh, it's a totally refreshed, redesigned website with uh, tons of new information that has our dealer locator. So you can check out uh, where you can pick it up around you. Uh, you can also follow us over and check out our Lumix Live platform where we have tons of videos talking about the G9 Mark II, diving into the menus, answering questions live. Uh, and that's over on the Lumix USA channel every well, Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Excellent. Well, congratulations on, on all you're doing, the innovations there, you and the whole team at Panasonic. Sean Robinson, thanks for spending time with us. Thanks for having me.